welcome to the first episode of the Broke Bookworm podcast. In case you missed the trailer, I am Ashley. I'm your host and guide to all things book related. Um, I had a really hard time, I'm going to be honest with you, a really hard time trying to decide what to talk about in my first episode because I had about a bajillion ideas. I uh, just finished a really good book series and then after that I read a couple standalone books and I was kind of debating do I want to talk about those, do I want to talk about something else and I kind of ping ponged back and forth and so finally I just made the decision that we would start with some simple book recommendations. I'm calling this episode book recommendations part one, because I'll have more of these in the future. Um, I might even do recommendations based on like specific genres, certain authors, series, etc. Um, I tried to keep this first list that I'm going to talk to you about pretty varied with a few different genres to kind of give you guys a taste and also kind of show you what I like to read. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Also, before I get started, I just wanted to do a special shout out to my amazing, wonderful husband. His name is Rain. He is my editor for these podcasts. Um, he helps me set up the podcast recording stuff because I am not tech savvy. And so he helps me set it up. Um, this is I'm using his mic right now because he has his own podcast. So I just want to say thank you to Rain, uh, because without his assistance, this would not be possible. And also go check out his podcast. It's called Reservations with Rain and Jeremy. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. They talk about movies. It's a grand old time. Anyway, so let's get started uh, with this first episode. So the first book, I'm doing five recommendations just to keep it short and sweet and so I don't you know ramble on for three hours um so the first book I really want to recommend to you and these are in no particular order just FYI um I just did the first five books that I really love and first came to my brain uh the first book is The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle this is written by Stuart Turton and I apologize if I mispronounce any of these authors' names. Um, this book is a mystery fiction book. It's it's spectacular. It's wonderful. It is a little lengthy. It's 432 pages. Not the longest book I've read, but it is a little lengthy. And I pulled the synopsis up for me real quick so I can read you the synopsis. Um, this book, the synopsis is Aiden Bishop Knows the Rules. Evelyn Hardcastle will die every day until he can identify her killer and break the cycle. But every time the day begins again, Aiden wakes up in the body of a different guest at Blackheath Manor. And some of his hosts are more helpful than others. Now, if like that, that's that, that definitely piqued my interest when I found this book. Um, the way I like to describe this story is like Groundhog Day meets Clue. So without giving spoilers or too many things away, basically the main character that you're following wakes up every day in a different body um, of somebody that's staying at this manor. And you're trying to solve this murder that you know is going to happen. And he's waking up in different bodies it, on different points in time, if that makes sense. It's a really good book, okay? I don't want to give too much away. Read it for yourself. It is spectacular. Um, it's one of my favorite books that I've read in the last couple of years. It's got a really good plot. It's got amazing writing. It's got really unique and colorful characters. And my most favorite thing about the plot is that it keeps you guessing and it keeps you on your toes. Like you don't want to put the book down. So that is number one on my book recommendations list. I highly, highly, highly recommend that book. Um, I had just a quick story. It was a process for me to get my hands on that book when I first heard about it. Um, literally nobody asked for this story, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Um, so 
I tried to check it out from my library, my county library, because they had it. And I was on like a wait list for it because it kept getting checked out. And so I put my name on a whole wait list hold thing. And it was finally my turn to check it out. And I was so flippin' excited. And then the library calls me and they're like, hey, we just wanted to give you an update um, on that hold. Unfortunately, the last person who checked it out damaged the book. And so they had to they had to buy it and pay for it. So we no longer have that book. And I was like, God, bless America. So and then like my Barnes and Noble didn't have it for the longest time for some reason. So finally, finally, my Barnes and Noble got it. And I got a paperback copy, which I wanted the hardback, but whatever, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Um, Yeah, so that was a journey. And I think that also goes to show how much of a good book it was that A, it was getting checked out back to back in my library. And B, it was so popular that Barnes and Noble didn't have any of it in stock for a while. So it's been out for a couple of years now, though. So, I mean, if you want to get it, it, you shouldn't have a hard time getting it now. But number one, wonderful book. Um, number two, I read this book shortly after I actually read The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evan Hardcastle. And that is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Um, oh, God, this book is so... I just recommended this book to one of my friends and she bought it and I'm so freaking excited for her to read it. Um, so this book is fiction slash fantasy kind of and the reason I say it's kind of fantasy it is it does have some fantasy elements um there's curses involved and some kind of form of magic and deals that are being made with magical beings so it's not like an like outwardly a fantasy but it has some fantasy elements um so again this book is kind of long just like uh, seven and a half deaths. Um, this book is 444 pages. And just like the last book, I have the synopsis pulled up for you because whoever writes the synopsis for books, synopsis, synopses, I don't know what the, what the plural form. Anyways, whoever writes those does a wonderful job because I would be horrendous at that because I cannot give something a brief short summary to save my life. I, I would completely ruin the story. For you. So I'm so thankful that we have these because this would be a shit show without them. Um, so here is what the synopsis says. France, 1714. Yes, this is a little bit of a historical fiction, but just just stay with me. OK, um, France, 1714. In a moment of desperation, a young woman makes a Faustian Faustian. I hope I said that right. Faustian <laughs> bargain to live forever and is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. Thus begins the extraordinary life of Addie LaRue and a dazzling adventure that will play out across centuries and continents across history and art as a young woman learns how far she will go to leave her mark on the world. But everything changes when, after nearly 300 years, Addie stumbles across a young man in a hidden bookstore and he remembers her name. Mind blown. Dude. Okay, this book. Oh spectacular. Um, it's amazing writing. It is spectacular. And the reason I said it that it's kind of sort of a historical fiction, but not is because it kind of bounces back and forth between her past and present. So the book starts when she's a young woman in France in 1714. But then, you know, she m makes the deal to live forever. And so it follows her throughout history up until the present. And it just kind of bounces back and forth between the press, past and present to kind of fill in the gaps of her story. And that is such like an original and imaginative plot. Like who thought who like what kind of genius does V.E. Schwab have to be to think of this? Like just the thought of it alone, like yeah, the, you get to live forever. But the one caveat is that nobody will remember you. 
Like, and that's how the story is. Like, everyone she meets, the second they, like, you know, leave her or go to sleep and wake up the next day, they don't remember who she is. And so it's just, oh. And, like, the the issues and, you know, things that she has to deal with because of that is just, like, chef's kiss. It's fantastic. Um, I also, just a heads up, there's, like, three different issues of this book because they're, like, there's the main edition and then there's like two others one with like a blue cover dust jacket cover and then I've seen one with a red dust jacket cover I just bought the one with the blue dust jacket cover and it's like a special edition um so if you see the blue or red covers I think those are special editions I'm not sure don't don't quote me on that um but I highly recommend this book it is so stinking good and I've also seen it on book talk um which is book tiktok I just made myself sound like a big old nerd um but I've seen it on book talk as well and it's just oh it's so freaking good and the writing is so good it's so good um so I I highly highly recommend that book for you. Um, V.E. Schwab writes a lot of other amazing books. I just have not read them. Um, she also, I want to say I read somewhere that she writes young adult novels, but uses a different pen name for that. Oh, I think she just uses Victoria Schwab for her young adult books. Yeah, I think she might do that. She might use Victoria Schwab for her young adult books. I don't know. I should have Googled that before I started this episode, but you know, hindsight is 2020. Um, okay, moving on. Um, my third recommendation is, and I just rediscovered that I still have a copy of this book. I thought I had gotten rid of it, but Rain convinced me to keep it. And I'm so glad that he did. Uh, my third book is called My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix. Y'all, Grady Hendrix. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Just I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, this book is technically horror, and it is kind of scary and thrillery, but it's not scary in the, f like, amount that it's going to scare the shit out of you. Like, it's just, it's really good. Um, it's 337 pages. I've got the synopsis. Um, the synopsis is, Abby and Gretchen have been best friends since fifth grade when they bonded over a shared love of E.T., roller skating parties, and scratch and sniff snick stickers. Bet you can't guess when this book takes place. But when they arrive at high school, things change. Gretchen begins to act different and as strange coincidences and bizarre behavior, I don't know why I said bizarre that way, bizarre behavior start to pile up, Abby realizes there's only one possible explanation. Gretchen, her favorite person in the world, has a demon living inside her, and Abby is not about to let anyone or anything come between her and her best friend. With the help of some unlikely allies, Abby embarks on a quest to save Gretchen. But is their friendship powerful enough to beat the devil? Okay, I love, I adore Grady Hendrix. I have read almost all of his other books and all of his books are pretty like horror themed, but they're like freaking hysterical. And it's like a good scare, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like it's not horror in the way that it's like grotesque and scary and like you don't want to read it at night. No, no, no. It is, it is amazing. And I love it. And this book is like a quintessential 80s horror. Um, if you like Stranger Things, you will freaking love this book. I have seen this book recommended to so many people who like Stranger Things just because of like the vibe, um, the aesthetic of it. It takes place in the 80s, duh. I like to think of this book as if you take Stranger Things and The Exorcist and put them together, this is what you would get. And it is freaking amazing. Um, also, get on Google and look up the cover of this book. The cover, y'all, 
It is like an 80s dream. It is beautiful. It looks like an old VHS, like it's illustrated to look like an old 80s VHS tape. It is, it's one of my favorite book covers. I, I love it. Um, so the one concern I had when I read this book was I was really worried that I would not like it because the main characters are in high school. And so I kind of, I didn't get this book for the longest time because of that, because I don't really read young adult books. I, I don't know. I just, it's not my vibe. I don't really relate to the characters. Like a lot of times, I'm not saying this is true for all young adult books, but for me, a lot of young adult books are just very vapid and like they don't have a lot of substance to them. No hate. Please don't get mad at me for that. I'm not hating on you all young adult books, but I thought that this was going to be a young adult book and it wasn't. Um, it's just because the characters are in high school, but it's not, I mean, I wouldn't consider this like a young adult book. Um, young adults could definitely read it if they wanted to. Uh, but I ended up like regretting that waiting so long to read it. I wish I would have read it sooner. I passed it by in uh, a bookstore multiple times before I finally was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to read it. And I'm so glad I did. I just wish I would have read it sooner. So I really recommend this book, especially if you want to read horror, but like you don't want to be so scared that you don't sleep. Um, <laughs> I recommend this book. Uh, all right, moving on. And I'm sorry if I'm going fast. I have this like deep-seated concern that I'm either going to take too long or not take long enough. Because as I said at the beginning of this episode, my husband runs his own podcast and their episodes are like an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours long. And that's great because that gives them the length of time to, you know, really dissect the movie they're talking about. I don't have that kind of attention span. And I just assume that my listeners are the same way. So I'm trying, let me know after you finish listening to this episode, was it too long? Was it too short? Give me some feedback because I literally don't know what the hell I'm doing. Anyways, moving on. Um, number four on my list of recommendations is The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. And you're probably, if you're an avid reader, um, if you're on book talk at all, you have probably seen this book and are tired of hearing about it. But I love this book and that is my hill to die on, okay? Um, this is a romance book and I want to put a big disclaimer before I move on. This is an 18 and older romance book. Not that I am anticipating minors listening to my podcast, but there are some like spicy scenes in this book. I would not call this book smut by any means, but there are, there's like a little sprinkling of some spicy scenes. So just be aware of that um, going in. It's definitely an adult romance, not, not intended for people under the age of 18, just at FYI. Um, it's 352 pages, pretty good length. Um, I, I love Allie Hazelwood. I love her writing. She has another book coming out pretty soon that the name of it has just slipped out of my brain. So I'm Googling that real fast. Um, she's done a lot of like really short stories, novella type things. Um, Love on the Brain. That's her next book. I'm very excited for it. Sorry, squirrel. Um, okay, so here's the synopsis. As a third year PhD candidate, Olive Smith doesn't believe in lasting romantic relationships, but her best friend does. And that's what's got her into this situation. Convincing on, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that name, that Olive is dating and well on her way to happily ever after was always going to take more than hand wavy Jedi mind tricks. Scientists require proof. So like any self-respecting biologist, 
Olive panics and kisses the first man she sees. That man is none other than Adam Carlson, a young hotshot professor and a well-known ass, which is why Olive is positively floored when Stanford's reigning lab tyrant agrees to help her charade a secret and be her fake boyfriend. But when a big science conference goes haywire, putting Olive's career on the Bunsen burner, I love that pun, Adam surprises her again with his unyielding support and even more unyielding six-pack abs. Suddenly, their little experiment feels dangerously close to combustion another pun i love that and olive discovers that the only thing more complicated than a hypothesis on love is putting her own heart under the microscope i love it um okay so this is why i love this book and a lot of people don't like this because they're like it's another trashy romance hear me out homies okay just hear me out first off women in stem I love, I, I, I love that. She's smart. She has brains. She is smarter than me, honestly. I mean, that's not saying much because I'm not that smart, but um, <clears throat> the main character, Olive, and her friend are women in STEM. They're biologists at Stanford. I love that. Um, it has character, it includes characters of color and LGBT character representation, although they are side characters, but I still, I still appreciate that. Um, and the characters are very well-rounded. They have good personalities. The writing is great. And all in all, this is a very good, lighthearted romance. Um, I don't like romances that are too, like, how do I word this? Like, heavy? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, like, if they, like, like, okay, I read a trashy romance so that I can turn my brain off. And I loved this book. I don't like romances where I have to turn my brain on, if that makes sense. Um, and I feel like that quote is going to come back to bite me in the ass soon. But this is a good romance, and I loved it. Um, and f funny enough, I'm laughing while I say this, this started as a Ray and Kylo Ren fan fiction. <laughs> and I'm laughing because Google what the cover of this book looks like, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, the, the dude's name is Adam. <laughs> That's... Anyways, so that's a good book. If you just want something like lighthearted that'll make you happy, that has a, you just need a feel good story. Um, this is for you. Love Hypothesis, Allie Hazelwood, check it out. And finally, <clears throat> the last book on this shit show of an inaugural episode <laughs> um, is a nonfiction book. I know I threw one in there. Um, this book is one of my longtime favorite books. Um, I recommend it to anyone and everyone that I possibly can that, or let me rephrase that, anyone that I know that will benefit from reading it or benefit from the message. This book is not for everyone. Um, I'm also very congested, so I apologize for all the mouth noises. Um, so number five on my book recommendations list is Smoke Gets in Your Eyes by Caitlin Dowdy. I am probably mispronouncing her last name because I've heard it also pronounced Doty, but in my brain I pronounce it Dowdy. I apologize. Um, as I said, this is a nonfiction slash memoir. It's 281 pages, a very quick read. And here is the synopsis. <clears throat> a young mortician goes behind the scenes, unafraid of the gruesome and fascinating details of her curious profession. Most people want to avoid thinking about death, but Caitlin Dowdy, a 20-something with a degree in medieval, medieval history and a flair for the macabre, took a job at a crematory, turning morbid curiosity into her life's work. With an original voice that combines fearless curiosity and mordant wit, Caitlin tells an unusual coming-of-age story full of bizarre encounters, gallows humor, and vivid characters, both living and very dead. 
describing how she swept ashes from the machines and sometimes onto her clothes and cared for bodies of all shapes and sizes, Caitlin becomes an intrepid explorer in the world of the deceased. Her eye-opening memoir shows how our fear of dying wraps our culture and warps, I'm sorry, warps our culture and society, and she calls for better ways of dealing with death and our dead. In the spirit of her popular web stories, series, y'all, I cannot talk today. In the spirit of her popular web series, Ask a Mortician, Caitlin's engaging narrative style makes this otherwise scary topic both approachable and profound. That was a very long synopsis and I got very tongue-tied, so I apologize. It's the first episode. Shit's gonna happen. Okay, so a little bit of a backstory. I first discovered Caitlin on YouTube. My mom, um, <clears throat> shortly before I moved out of my parents' house, um, one afternoon was like, hey, I think you would really like this girl that I found on YouTube. It's called Ask a Mortician. And she talks about like death. And I, I love all things macabre. I'm weird. And so I was like, oh yeah, sure. I'll check it out. And I adore Caitlin. I love her YouTube channel. I love her message. I love, um, the information that she gives to people. I, I just, I love it. Um, so Caitlin in this book, does a wonderful job at kind of pulling back the curtain on the death industry while not being too gruesome. Um, and she brings a lot of spotlight to death education and kind of how, kind of how society has molded our perceptions of death and how we can break free of that mold. And she does this through, you know, telling stories of her starting in the death industry, her job at the crematory mortician eventually to owning her own funeral home and she does a really beautiful job of making death and death care less of something to fear and more of something to understand um this book and her other books she's written two other books in addition to this one and a lot of the information on her youtube channel has honestly completely changed my opinions on death and this is still one of my top favorite books that I have ever read. Um, it's right up there, like in my top five favorite books I've ever read. And I will take that to my grave, no pun intended. <laughs> she's just, she's amazing. She, she is a trailblazer in um, teaching the masses about death and the death industry and death care and advocating for your own eventual death. Everybody dies. And just making it not so scary and not so taboo. And I I love that. Um, she also has a wonderful website. Um, it's the Order of the Good Death. She runs a group called the Order of the Good Death. Um, it was founded by her, but other um, people in the death industry are involved. And the whole point of the Order of the Good Death is to bring death acceptance. And it gives you resources and information. And I, I love that. I just love it so much. So I definitely recommend checking out Caitlin Dowdy. Again, I'm probably mispronouncing her last name. Um, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes is a great book. That was the first book of hers that I've read. Um, she also wrote this wonderful book called Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs? I gave that book away and I really wish I hadn't. Um, I'll go in more depth about that book maybe in a later video or video podcast. Um, but Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs is really good. She also has another book called Here to Eternity. So Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs, and From Here to Eternity. Um, they're all really good books. They're amazing. And Caitlin is such a good writer. Like, I love her writing style. Like, she writes how she talks, and she's freaking hilarious. So I definitely recommend checking that out. And if at least checking out her YouTube channel, um, Ask a Mortician. And it's both really good. 
So I hope that you guys enjoyed that list. Um, my five recommendations, Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, My Best Friend's Exorcism, The Love Hypothesis, and Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. Um, I know that that was kind of like a weird hodgepodge mix of different genres. I had fiction in there. I had mystery. I had romance. I had nonfiction. But that's just kind of my reading style. Um, there are some genres that I will not touch with a 10-foot pole, like westerns. Ugh. Anyways, um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. I apologize for any errors um, I made or tumbling on my words. This is hard, okay? Like, talking to a microphone in an empty room is, like, shockingly nerve-wracking. <laughs> But let me know what you guys think. Give me your opinions. Tell me if you have read any of these books um, and what you thought about them. Um, I am also on Goodreads. If you would like, if you're on Goodreads um, and you would like to see what else I'm reading, you can check me out on Goodreads. Um, you can just search my name. I'm on there as Ashley Wayland, or you can go to goodreads.com forward slash broke underscore bookworm and it'll take you to my account so if you want to see what else I'm reading get some more recommendations I highly recommend following me on Goodreads send me a friend request um it'll also show you the other unhinged books that I read but that's okay that's part of the journey so I hope you guys enjoyed listening um I I'm planning on maybe posting an episode every week or maybe every other week until I kind of get the hang of this like I said, I have no freaking idea what I'm doing and my poor husband has to edit this later. So y'all like send him thoughts and prayers because he 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 has a he's got a big job ahead of him. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Make good choices. Stay safe. I love you and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.